what if we were the best encouragers in the world? What if we were the best encouragers in the world? What if in a world that's looking for flaw, looking to tear things down, and when I say in a world, I don't want us just to go like, oh, well, he's not talking about the church. No, the church too. We can be so critical. We can look for flaw and point at that and tear people down. Are you more preoccupied with tearing down the world than building the kingdom? Amen. And then here's the good news. Just like all things by the Spirit of God, like even with repentance, right? Like as we turn and follow Him, everything changes. So it is if we will stop using this thing to tear people down. As we start to yield this thing to encourage people by the Spirit of God, then the chatter of the earth is replaced with something so much better. So much better. But you don't get it. They, they need to know. You know what they need to know? The love of Jesus. That's what they need to know. That, no, no, no. No, they need to know my secret hidden knowledge. No, they, they need to know Jesus. And the Spirit of God can be so real to them. I'm saying this from personal experience. Like, like you couldn't say squat to me before Jesus. I would just be like, no, uh, no, no, no. Oh, oh. And I was, like, I was like, I thought I was a smarty pants. So I'd argue my way out of your special knowledge, even if it might have been true. Here's the deal. Jesus loves humanity. They need to hear it. We need to hear it, church. And we need to speak it. Amen? I mean this. What if we were just known as people who build people up? I hate to say it, but I don't think that's the church's reputation. I think, and, and again, not that all of it's true, but I feel like a lot of people think about the church and they think, judgmental. Now I'm here to say, some people are just projecting that onto the church. I used to do that. I used to be like, Christians are the most judgmental people in the world before I knew Jesus. And then like the least judgmental people in the world came into my life. Turns out, what a quinky dink, they were Christians. But there is room for growth. There is room for us to grow into being people who yield our mouths to the Spirit of God and build people up in a way that gives them such zeal to live out their calling. You know what I'm saying? But we're so, we think we have to work through all the filters. 
We think, oh, well, they're not going to hear the message of the gospel clearly unless they, unless they take care of all this other stuff. That's a backwards mentality. Jesus first. And then the Spirit of God leads us to Christ in all things. But let's not get it flipped around. What are you spending your time saying? We're in a series called God Talk. Can you say God Talk? And we're talking about God's desire to bring his goodness into all of the situations around us as we yield these things to him. These things can bring life and they can kill. These things can build people up and they can tear them down. We have been given such great responsibility. Are we using it well? And here's the good news. Can I, can I be honest with you? In the, last, like, in the last like three months, I've never seen our church be so encouraging. I'm like so proud of you guys. Because we came through it, you know what I'm saying? We've been through some stuff. And there's been so much junk spouting out of our mouths. And I've just seen in our church such a radical change. And it's only by the Spirit of God. But it's as we yield to him. And as we commit to being people that build one another up. And we're all different. And we build, like, sometimes we think that, like, we have to, like, manipulate someone else to being like us, and we call that encouragement. We're all so different, and so long as our differences aren't, like, contrary to the gospel, you guys, you don't have to kidnap someone's gifting to your understanding to encourage them in it. Did you hear me? We're all different and we can encourage each other in those differences as long as we're encouraging each other to submit those differences to Jesus. What if we were the most encouraging people in the world? Do you think people might be drawn to us? Hello? <laughs> I think so. I think if... if, if and, and I'm just saying this from experience. Like, that's why I kept hanging out with this guy who was way older than me. <laughs> you see, in the world, you don't have, like, best buds that are, like, I don't know how much older than me you are. Older than me, you know? But he, he built me up. And there was plenty to tear down. Plenty to tear down. I'm just saying from personal experience, I would not know Jesus in the capacity that I do if I was met with judgment or I was torn down. We are a people who yield to the Spirit of God and go on journey with others. And we encourage one another and we encourage those in the world who need to know their Father. It's going to start to sound like a broken record, but what are we saying? What are we saying? 
Is it empty chatter or is it God talk? Ephesians 4.29, this is in the Passion Translation. Uh, if you would, if, if it's helpful to you, please read the bold words with me. It says this, and never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth, but instead let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of sin and condemnation and shame. Get it right, brother. Speaking words of grace to help them. Now that said, sometimes helping people is shifting from a certain behavior into Christ-likeness. Amen? But the way in which we approach that is like, it matters so much. We need to yield to the Spirit of God and point people to Jesus. Say, walk with him in this. Walk with him through this. Come on, let's, let's consider together what would Jesus do? Bring him back. I'm just saying, those bracelets, man, they happened before I was around. The WWJD bracelets, you know what I'm saying? Y'all don't know what I'm saying? Yeah? I'll tell you what, man, we could, we could consider that more and more. Be helpful to us. In the New American Standard Bible, it says this. Let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but if there is any good word for edification according to the need of the moment, say that so that it will give grace to those who hear. Any good word for edification. What does edification mean? To build up. If there's any good word to build up. Speak that. Let no unwholesome word proceed from this. But let's only speak those words that are good for edification according to the need of the moment. I ask again, do you want to spend your life demolishing the world or building the kingdom? Cynicism is not a fruit of the Spirit. Critical attitudes, are, it's not a fruit of the Spirit. You won't find it. You won't find it. Look it up. Galatians 5. It's good stuff. You won't find cynicism there. You won't find judgment there. Why do I think this matters? I, I think this matters because the world is tore down. And we tear ourselves down. Is anybody like your own worst enemy? You know, like sometimes I don't even need the help of Satan. You know what I mean? I'm just like so rude to myself. You know, Kara, Kara can be rude to herself too. And I'm like, hey, stop being rude to my wife. You know what I mean? It's funny when you externalize it how silly it is that we give ourselves a free pass on discouraging ourselves, you know? But it's like, People are constantly tearing themselves down. Social media, hello, tells us we're not good enough or righteous enough. Unless you get all the right opinions, you are an inferior person. Well, I thought, <laughs> I thought my sufficiency was accomplished on the cross. So you don't, you don't get to choose how righteous I am. 
Jesus does. Amen. Amen. Marketing will tell us that we don't have everything we need or aren't good enough. Hey, no, you're not enough. You're not enough, so you need these greens. Anybody even at, like, advertised these greens? Abigail knows what I'm talking about. I saw you post about this. I'm, I'm regularly getting advertised these greens. It's like this thing you put in a thing and you shake it. It looks disgusting. I'm sure it is. It's probably great for me. But I'm great without it too. And it ain't going to solve all the world's problems. These greens are not that good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, again, they look like they taste awful. Wow, we need to have like a nutrition hour. Y'all are, are, are really getting after it over here. <laughs> I like it. Thanks for, thanks for engaging. Again, we're just so good at tearing down. Like, even when Christians deal with loss, or like they're, they're not seeing the promises of God manifest in their life, it's like how often do we as Christians say, oh, well, what's the matter with you? What are you doing wrong? Listen, if trouble and tribulation was a sign that you were doing things wrong, then Jesus got it twisted. Jesus, Jesus did it all wrong. Man, Jesus must have been a real scumbag. You hear how silly that sounds? So maybe we shouldn't go, where's the sin in your life? When people are dealing with something, maybe we should build them up and point them to Jesus. Hello? But it's so funny, because again, I've been around long enough now to hear the many silly things that come out of our mouths. The cliches, the blame, the coping mechanism, because we're afraid to engage in someone else's suffering. We don't know what to do with it, so we need a simple sentence to bring it to a close and move on. Aren't you glad we chatted? They're probably, they're glad you left. God has something so much greater, deep words of encouragement that bring grace according to the need of the moment. They don't just dismiss it and say, get it together. There's something greater, church. There's something deeper. Amen? 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says this. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you also are doing. I like this because, like, I agree with this. This is not a spanking. Okay? Y'all are doing great. I mean it. Thank you for being great at encouraging. There's room to grow. And I want us to be a people that when you get around us, you are so stirred up in the goodness of God. You are so excited about what God wants to do through your life. You're not bogged down. You have less weight on you than when you came to us. And some people might be saying, well, this is starting to sound a lot like you're taking the weight. Bear one another's burdens, and in so doing, fulfill the law of Christ. The body of Christ 
is the way God works in the earth. It is okay that we need each other. Did you hear me? It is okay that we need each other. Why would we be encouraged to encourage one another so much if we didn't need it? I shouldn't need your encouragement. I am a believer. You don't know how good I am at believing. I don't need the encouragement of the body. I just, you know what? Me and God in my closet, that's all I need. You need to be encouraged that you need some encouragement. That's what you need. It's not enough. It's not enough. And I'm sick, of, I'm sick of the church saying, I'm sick of people in the church saying it is. Just me and God, we're good. Listen, I'm glad that God's good to you. First of all, that's a very selfish mindset because he wants to work through you. But secondly, you don't have it all together. Neither do I. And we are gifted, can you say gifted? As a diverse people who can speak words that build one another up. And we're doing the work of God when we do that, you guys. This isn't extra. This is like, this is like built in as part of our call. We are to encourage and build one another up. I like Hebrews 3.13. But encourage one another every day. How often? Every day. Every day. That's often. That's pretty often. As long as it is still called today so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. We have a part in one another's lives that keep us from growing hard-hearted. Sometimes we judge the hard-hearted person, but we never did anything to encourage him. Right? Hello? We have a call. We get to encourage one another. And as we do this, as we enter into this, and I'm not just talking about flattery. Again, I'm talking about yielding to the Spirit of God and speaking words of grace according to the need of the moment. And he knows the need of the moment. Whew. Every day. Imagine, just imagine. Imagine if every day you got an encouraging word from the Lord through another believer. You know what I really love about that too? Is like absolutely God speaks to me one-on-one. -on -one. Anybody else? That's great. That's magnificent. That's amazing. But there's just something kind of nice when another believer goes out of their way to say, hey, here's an encouraging word from the Lord. It's so beautiful. Hardness of heart will fall away. Philippians 2, 1 through 4. I have this all bold because it's so good. <laughs> so if, if reading a lot is too much, just listen. It'll be fine. But, you know, if you want to come on this journey, come for it. 
Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility consider one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also the interests of others. I think part of the reason why we don't encourage is because we're too wrapped up in ourselves. I love you. A life of following Christ is not a selfish one. It's not all about you. And that should relieve you. Because when, when everything is about me, I get so bogged down and scared and critical. God has something so much better. So why don't we encourage? I think, again, independence and self-help culture convinces us that we shouldn't need help or encouragement from one another. By my own bootstraps, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attain happiness. No, you're not. I love you. No, you're not. The world is told that they can do it by will alone. Christians will do it by God alone. Check this out, though. True Christianity does it by God with help from the body. Hear me. By God alone? That's not what we're called to. It's not what we're called to. I love you. It's not what we're called to. By God with each other. Did you hear me? Like, this is important because, again, over here in the West, we're so independent. And we're told that independence is a good thing. There's components of independence that are good. But we're called to be a people who are dependent on Christ and who serve one another in his love. If we're told to encourage each other every day, we must need encouragement from each other every day. Right? Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. I don't know how to do that, though. I'm so caught up in my own stuff. Just, like, do it. I think I got the socks on. Just do it. That wasn't planned. I'm just saying, just do it. But I need to be encouraged before I encourage. Encouraging others can be the most encouraging thing you can do in the whole wide world. To break you outside of yourself because we were not designed to simply consider all of our stuff all of the time. It's part of enjoying, the, it's part of enjoying God's grace to encourage one another. And it brings life. Do y'all know what I'm saying? Some of the heaviest conversations can be the most encouraging ones. When we engage with one another and see God do something, we can walk away encouraged.
get out of here. And I'm not just telling you to stop thinking whatever. I'm saying let's start serving one another in love. Let's start encouraging people and building each other up. And so long as we're all committed to this, it's going to be like a cycle. And we're going to be encouraging one another. Amen? You won't be forgotten, okay? Because first of all, God is still always with you. And secondarily, we're all going to commit to being great at this. Amen? Pride rejects help and stays weak. Humility receives help and sees God's strength move in. I'm going to say that again. Pride rejects help and stays weak. It's not having it all together to have it all together. That's pride. It's not maturity. It's immaturity. God wants to help. He wants to help you through someone else in the body, and he wants to help others through you in the body. Amen? <laughs> I know I get after us. Is this encouraging? Okay, good. <laughs> That's good. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. Hebrews has a lot to say about encouragement. It's so good. It says this, And let's consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds. Not abandoning our own meeting together, as is the habit of some people, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now again, remember when I said we're not just talking about flattery? I'm not just talking about happenstance compliments. Right? Like, oh, well, I just happened to be in this situation. And, and those are cool, too. Like, I'm not saying don't do that. Right? Like, if sometimes it's nice to just bring voice to the nice things you think about other people in the moment. Isn't it funny how it takes courage to encourage? Get out of that. Get it out. Get it out. You can do it. Get it out. Speak the nice thing. It's funny that we have to be told that. Speak the nice thing. Just say it. It's good for you. But this says, let's consider how to encourage one another. I think there's a shift we can take to be a little more intentional about how we encourage one another. That it's not just like, oh, I happen to be in this place with that person and I said a nice thing. What if we took time to say, Holy Spirit, who do you want me to encourage today? And what if we said, how? Wouldn't that be rad? Hello? It'll be so good. And there'll be like... Going to the cross was the most selfless thing imaginable. We're called into that same kind of selflessness. But we treat the Bible just like it's a self-help book. And we ignore so much of the instruction to love one another and to encourage one another and to build each other up. Let's consider how to encourage one another. That might mean you might have to consider yourself a little less 
But do you remember what we just read? It said, don't just consider your own needs, but also those of others. I don't have room for other people's considerations. Well, you're considering too much then. Maybe bite off a little less. If there's not room for other people in your life, your life is too full. Your life is too full, and you need to adjust your priorities. I say that out of love. But we're not meant to just slave away independently, not impacting each other's lives, and just trying to get by as good as we can. We are all called to bless one another in real ways, to encourage one another in real ways, led by the Spirit of God. Ephesians 4.29, again, I bolded that part there that says, according to the need of the moment. Can you say, according to the need of the moment? Of the of the moment. That means you might have to listen. <laughs> you might have to shut your mouth. And I'm just, listen, I get it. I get it. You might know this about me. I say a lot of words. You know? I speak much. And I've been given very clear, like, hey, speaker mucher, you better be careful in the Bible. Like, there's, like, instruction just for me. It's like, hey, those of you who talk much, check yourselves. And I'm like, okay, whoa, okay. You know? But I think sometimes we're just looking for someone to spout off our latest revelation to instead of actually listen and give grace according to the need of the moment. Anybody ever been there before? You ever been in a place where, like, you needed help? And someone else is just like, I know what you need. It's the thing I've told 15 other people who looked at me blank-faced in the last week. <laughs> like, can we be real? <laughs> I'm not saying you can't dish out revelation. I'm just saying, let's just not, like, slather everybody with the same thing. Let's engage with one another and hear the Spirit of God. Amen? And give grace according to the need of the moment. Amen? Let's go back to Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. Why do we gather? Huh? To encourage one another. You know what's funny? I've heard this scripture referenced so much, but it's as like a, you need to meet more. Some of y'all need to meet less because your meetings aren't encouraging. This doesn't just say meet, this doesn't just say meet more. This says meet more to encourage each other. So when we meet, we meet to build each other up in the gospel. I got one amen from Dorothy. We aren't just told to gather more, but to gather to encourage more. If our meetings aren't for the sake of encouraging one another in love and good deeds, our gatherings are in vain. I don't want to meet in vain. I don't want to just get together because it's what we've always done. You know what I mean? That stuff can be so like, bleh. 
I want the freshness of the Spirit of God working through each one of us. Listen, you're here and you bring something. You bring something. Don't show up just to be fed. Don't show up just to be ministered to. You come with great equipment to encourage others. And you come when you don't feel encouraged because somebody's going to encourage you by the Spirit of God. I just don't feel like I can make it to church. I can't get there. Do everything you can to get your butt here. And everybody here, do everything you can to build people up and not tear them down. By the Spirit of God. I love that we start off with worship. You know what I mean? It gets us all like in the right headspace. It's like we're yielding ourselves. It's like, God, 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 God. So maybe our conversations out there should be more about the game this evening. Or the weather. Is there a, I thought it's the Super Bowl. I don't really, <laughs> I could totally be, like, I know that much about sports. There could actually not be a Super Bowl today, and it'd be like, oh, I guess I just got it wrong, you know? Because I know, who's playing today? Yeah, amen. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, this is not the only thing that is accomplished here. And I am not undermining the gift of teaching. But I'm just saying so much more ought happen when we come together. You know, I'm excited in, I think it's in March. Is it in March? We're going to be doing something different for communion. We're all coming together, and we're going to have ourselves a potluck. We're saying, you know why? Because we need to prioritize something else. I'm a teacher. I love teaching. But I look so, like, I'm so looking forward to what's going to happen around these tables. We're going to have tables set up in here. Everybody's going to bring their food. We're going to, like, drop it off out there. And then we're going to come in here and we're going to worship together. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to eat together. We're going to commune. <laughs> and then we're all going to remember who brings us together and why and what he's done. But even on days where we're not doing that, come knowing you have something to give. You have something to give. And you have something to receive. We're called to do both. Hebrews 10, 24, in the New King James Version, I like how it puts this. It says this, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Stir up. What do you get people stirred up to do? What do other people stir you up to do? Some people, you bring your stuff to them and they'll like stir you up to retaliation, resentment. They'll get you mad at the other person. You guys ever have this happen? And sometimes it's even well intended. Like they want to have your back so hard that they're like, yes, no, you're the worst. <laughs> Not a good place to go for your encouragement. Just going to throw that out there. Stir up love and good works. Does it take courage to love and do good works? Yeah? 
Why? Because it's going contrary to the way everything else is going. Again, to interrupt the uh, 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 takes courage. Therefore, we encourage one another to interrupt the uh, But some of us, we're just adding to it with a Christian-branded form of the same thing. We got something different. Amen. We've got something better. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you guys are just taking such good notes that you can't talk to me. I get it. It's good. This is worth saying. A kingdom encourager agrees with God before agreeing with you. We don't encourage people in their opinions, but in Christ-likeness. We encourage one another in Christ-likeness. Encouraging people is not being a yes person. Now, many Christians need to hear, stop being such a naysayer. But we are... Again, it's like it's just like a worldly form of it. It's like a perverted form of encouragement to just be like, like, yeah, you can do anything. Anybody ever tell you that? You can do anything. Anybody? I don't know that that's great advice. You can do the thing God's calling you to. Let's go. Maybe you're trying to do too many other anythings. You can, you can walk this out. You can do what God's calling you to do. You can interrupt your workplace with the goodness of God. You can persevere in this situation and see God move in and through it. You can do this which God has for you. Make sure the people that you're giving an inlet into your life point you to Jesus. Make sure. I'm not saying you have to write everyone else off. I'm just saying what you let stick in here, let it be that which points to Christ. Amen? Those are the voices we value. Stir up love and good works. Another reason I think we need encouragement is because our flesh is not always self-aware. Oh, it's just me? Yeah. Our flesh isn't like, <laughs> sometimes we get wrapped up in stuff and we, we lose perspective. We can't, we can't see even how to let God move in this situation because we're just like so immersed in it. And again, that's one of the beautiful things about us being able to encourage one another is it's like outside perspective. And it's like they're not all wrapped up in the thing, so they might be able to hear God more clearly on it. And I'm not saying that you just like immediately lay on whatever they give you. Of course, bring all things by the Spirit of God. But there's so much opportunity for us to speak life to one another and the Holy Spirit to say, yeah, yeah, go, yeah, I got you, yeah, you can do it, yeah. Amen? 
So again, all of this, this might sound like a lot of pressure. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to encourage people this much. I don't know how I could possibly be this encouraging. I'm feeling kind of discouraged myself. Here's the good news. Again, all of this is by the Spirit of God. Can you say, by the Spirit of God? I'm not laying pressure on you this morning. It's by the Spirit of God. Let's again look at Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, where it says encouraging one another there. Let's go ahead and pull up the definition for that. So again, it says, let's consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds, not abandoning our own meeting together, as is the habit of some people, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now this word here, for in, it's like one word for encouraging one another. And it's a verb, and it's parakaleo. Can you say parakaleo? And it means to call to one side. Listen to this. To speak in a way that admonishes, exhorts, entreats, encourages, strengthens, instructs, and teaches. Isn't that powerful? Those are the kinds of words that we get to speak to each other. Those are the kinds of words. It's not just flattery. It's, it's, it's God ministering to us through each other. Now, this is a verb. Can you say verb? Verb is something we do, right? It's an action. Yeah, I see you dancing. That's great. Um, but check this out. This word is actually the verb form of the noun that Jesus uses to describe Holy Spirit. When it says encourage one another, this is the verb form of the root word used for the Holy Spirit. Look at this in John 14, 16. In John 14, 16. Mm, yep, there we go. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, so that he may be with you forever. The helper is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not see him or know him, but you know him, because he remains with you and will be in you. Let's read verse 26. But the helper, can y'all say helper? The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and remind you of all that I said to you. Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled nor fearful. That word helper there is the root word of that same word that says, hey guys, encourage one another. Now, this is really good news to me because this means that we get to yield to the noun to do the verb. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> yeah, y'all didn't know you were getting like, I'm the worst guy for an English lesson. Good night. Y'all hear me spouting off this slang, you know? Our encouragement for one another is yielding to the Spirit of God and pointing to Jesus. In the same way here that it says, peace I leave you, that's what we ought to leave people with. We ought to leave people with peace. What are you stirring up in people? Oh, but you don't know the world. What are you, what are you stirring up in people? Well, everyone needs to know. Everyone needs to know Jesus. 
you need to know Jesus. You need to yield to Jesus. And we all need to help each other do that by the Spirit of God. Amen? Peace I leave you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives. Do I give you? You could say the same thing. Peace we leave with each other. By the Spirit of God. This will be heresy if it's not by the Spirit of God. Okay? Peace we leave each other. God's peace we give each other. Not as the world gives do we give to each other. Do not let your hearts be troubled nor fearful. Our hearts won't be troubled or fearful on the other side of these encouraging moments from one another when we speak life encouraging one another. Amen? Are you all awake? Good. Last thing I'm going to say. Don't dismiss the ministry of encouragement as flattery. We live in the Midwest. This is where if someone says something nice to us, we go, oh, no, 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 no. No. How did our O's happen? How did this happen? It's probably because we're holding them so long. No. It couldn't be. No. Up there on County Road, why? <laughs> you got to take Q to go over to A, and then you find yourself on Y, you know? You know. I mean this, though. Some of us can't even take a compliment. How are you going to take the courage of God? How, how do you think it makes someone else feel? Like, like they're going out of their way to yield to the Spirit of God and to speak life to you, and you just dismiss it like, oh, yeah, thanks, no. But um, I don't think I could. No, 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 no. Don't take these things so lightly. This is a ministry. This is something God wants to do. Now, again, if you reduce what I'm talking about to the world's standard, yeah, sure, it's just another nice thing said to me. But we're not in the business of just saying nice things. We want to yield to the Spirit of God and speak life to one another that can transform situations for good. Amen? John 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But take courage. I have overcome the world. Courage is something you need to lay hold of. If someone takes the courage to encourage you, take it. I'm going to say that again. If someone takes the courage to encourage you, take it. As we encourage one another, we actually have to receive it. Did you know that? We actually have to receive it. Don't just write it off. Don't be so quick to dismiss it. Oh, well, they're just trying to be nice. That's... That's insecurity, that's a lie, it's not the truth. God wants to help you. Receive it. Amen? Awesome. Here's your invitation for this week. Ask the Spirit of God for one person you can encourage each day. Now, you might be like, you can't tell me what to do. Each day? What kind of formula are you saying? Guys, we read the scripture. 
Okay? It says encourage one another when? Daily. Every day. Daily. And how many of y'all think it's worth asking God who to encourage and how to do it? Yeah? And then secondarily, listen to your conversations. Are your words building up or tearing down? What do you stir up in people? Sound worth consideration? Awesome.